Welcome back. 1061 ESPN. Matt Joseph's here. It is around 3.15 on a Friday, so you know what we do. Uh, we check in with uh, the guy on Twitter, at one Tim Murray, VSIN live primetime, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. He's also got one of the best betting podcasts around. Uh, Tim, what's going on? Well, I appreciate that intro, Matt. Uh, you know, just trying to find some winners. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this week goes. <laughs> uh, anything tonight? Uh, a wide array of uh, games of between the three of them. Yeah, you know, I. It's funny because I really wanted to play. Uh, I really wanted to play Memphis as a home dog tonight, and uh, I texted a buddy of mine. I do a radio hit on a weekly basis uh, down in Memphis, and I said, "Can we trust Memphis tonight?" His response. No. So uh, that would be my only lean in this one. Um, you know, if you really want to get stinky, um, maybe look at taking Stanford plus 12 and a half. Um, you know, Colorado, it's interesting when you look at their season so far. Uh, four and two, uh, covered against TCU. But remember, they were a 21-point underdog. Uh, covered against Nebraska. Nebraska kind of tripped all over themselves Colorado State, they did not cover as a big favorite, lost the next two games. And then last week, they were a four-and-a-half-point road favorite at Arizona State. One didn't cover. So, you know, Colorado is a team that has not destroyed teams. That said, man, Stanford's really bad. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, Stanford's pretty bad. So, um, I, I got nothing. This is more your forte. Uh, Utah State. Uh, I really need them to lose because uh, I got their win total under Matt, and uh, they beat Colorado State last week, which was uh, which was a tough one to swallow for me, especially with the Rams being up seventeen nothing in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, this is a this was a, a pass for me tonight. I'm just gonna sit there and enjoy and work on tomorrow. And uh, before we get to tomorrow, so we uh, look. I was doing my handicapping, and on the East Coast and in Mac Country, it's gonna be rain and wind pretty much yep. for every game. So tell the folks how you kind of account for those things. I mean, we've seen some everybody's betting unders in some of these games. How do you uh, handicap rain and wind? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and you've probably said it on your show, but I'll reiterate, it's wind, not rain. Well, if it's a torrential downpour, obviously that's going to affect. But if it's a, a driving drizzle and there's not really rain, don't get over don't don't go crazy. The wind is the big thing. You know, we saw it last night. It was a pretty windy night in Kansas City, and uh, that game went dead under. So uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on when it comes to these totals. Um, you know, and... and and weather changes, right? I mean, you know, keep an eye. Don't just assume things are going to be status quo. You know, Notre Dame, USC. Um, you know, that's a game that we've seen some under money come in. Gone down to 60 and a half, was down to 59 a little bit earlier this week. And we've seen some buyback now on the over, Matt, because I believe the rain should be gone by Saturday night in South Bend. Still will be a little windy, still should be in the temps in the 40s, but it shouldn't be as detrimental as, let's say, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, from my understanding, is going to be pretty ugly. You know, that's a mid afternoon game in Madison, and, you know, it's Iowa and Wisconsin. So that, that total is is uh, ridiculously low. I mean, that is an Army-Navy total. 34 and a half, that is, that is comically low when you look at the total between Iowa and Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, and Iowa still needs to uh, catch up on their points because uh, their offensive coordinator <laughs> needs his bonus. They got a long way to go for that one. Not only bonus, Matt, he, he loses his job if they don't average 25 points per game. They are. He is. Uh, he's in a whole lot of a uh, lot of water. Evan Abrams over at the Action Network actually just tweeted out uh, the the list of games that the total has been 
35 or under. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State this year was 35. That went under. Kentucky, Iowa, the bowl game last year was 31 and a half. That went under. Army, Navy actually went over against the closing number last year. So it's kind of been a mixed bag. I know there's a, a mindset out there, Matt. Well, you just take the over on the highest total and the under on the lowest total. Eh, not not always, you know. Um, but three of the last four games uh, that have involved these types of low totals have gone under. And the, the comical part is five of the last six games, not including this Saturday, with a total of 35 or lower, have included Iowa. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Uh, their offense is not, not it's good. It's terrible, man. And Kate McNamara's hurt. Uh, all right, so we got two games involving the state schools here. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech's hosting Wake Forest. There will be some rain. I think a little bit of wind for that one, not very much. And then the intriguing one, which will be on ESPN2 at noon, James Madison is hosting Georgia Southern. We had the coach on uh, yesterday, and they remember their loss to Georgia Southern last year, so it seems like they're putting a little bit of extra preparation, a little bit of extra effort in this one on Saturday. What's your thoughts on these two? That's the game I wanted to talk to you about, and I'm doing the old uh, ask the host questions, but I like like James Madison in this spot. I've faded them twice so far this year and been wrong on both of those. I faded them against Troy as a as a slight uh, dog, and obviously they won that game outright. And then I thought it was the worst his spot in the history of the world when they were going out to Utah State, and uh, they ultimately held on to win that game. A lot of their margins for victory have been close, but I just I really like the spot for James Madison. Both these teams obviously coming off a bye, but. I mean, you know this, your listeners know this, um, but when you think about James Madison and the fact that they can't go to a bowl game and the fact that they lost to Georgia Southern last year, I I just think this team's going to be incredibly motivated. I'm glad you had uh, the coach on yesterday because I had heard through the grapevine from a couple people that, you know, were keeping a close eye on this game that they were expecting James Madison to be incredibly buttoned up uh, for this game. So, you know, Matt, I I don't know if you're a big uh, money line parlay guy. I'm not normally. Um, but I did make a little money line parlay uh, this week uh, for, with a pair of group of fives. I like James Madison. Didn't really want to lay the six. And uh, I really like Air Force this week. Uh, they're playing Wyoming. Um, you know, Wyoming coming off of the massive victory over Fresno State. And another situation where, man, things just get wacky in Laramie, right? I mean, they beat Texas Tech. They jumped out to a big uh, – they came back in that one. Um, they needed a blocked field goal uh, that they returned for a score against App State. And then last week, they didn't score in the second half, and they still beat Fresno State. So I think they're going up a level here. You're going to Air Force. I just – I don't want to lay 11 with Air Force. That's a lot of points uh, with an Air Force team that's only going to have, you know, maybe nine or ten possessions. Um, so uh, that that's the way I'm rolling. I, I, you could find that around like a minus one. 125 so it's getting a little juicy a little a little pricey on the juice there uh but i really like james madison in this spot um so that that's the way i'm looking at it as for virginia tech um you know just kind of looking at how the market has gone on this one it's flipped favorites uh they're now a favorite a minus one and a half favorite uh they opened up earlier this week as a three-point dog so 
take take with that what you will. Uh, money has been on the Hokies this week uh, to flip them to a favorite against Wake at home tomorrow. Uh, so since we can't bet the JMU thing here, I would have done a JMU money line with North Carolina. Because, and I'll ask you about this, because I feel like... We're on the oppo side here. Oh, so you think Miami somehow, after the worst loss in program history, somehow gets off the mat against Drake May. I, I, I am. I'm crazy like that. Now, we could both be satisfied. Uh, I took four. So, you know, North Carolina win by three, and we're both, you know, happy on Saturday night. Look, this is uh, the old, <laughs> the uh, the classic scared money don't make money type of deal. Like, Miami could be devastated and could completely come out flat against Drake May and company. But I, I actually like the talent that's on this roster and the in the hilarity of that the Saturday night debacle down at in Miami, which is inexcusable, just an absolute disaster by Mario Cristobal, who has done this before. Oregon, uh, he did this with Oregon when they were against Stanford a handful of years ago. Not as egregious, but pretty bad. Um, they actually won the next game uh, in that one. But they got like a five-star recruit to commit the next day. I mean, it, it's it's all about, they're just, they've got all this NIL money. They're, they're, they're bringing in talent. And the coaches are going to bungle things. Um, but I, I like the talent. I, I, we saw it on full front against Texas A&M. And you know, North Carolina certainly hasn't played someone of this caliber yet. Um, you know, Tez Walker being back is a huge boost for UNC. Um, but yeah, I like Miami in this spot plus the points. Uh, it's 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 moved in that direction down to three. All the hooks and fours are are all gone. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a situation where I joked on my podcast, Matt, um, where I said this is uh, this might be the game where I'm sitting there pulling my hair out, a la Krusty the Clown when he bet on the Washington Generals against the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, saying but they were due. So uh, I took the points with Miami, and uh, we'll see how dumb I feel come Saturday night. Uh, give us one more for tomorrow. So, you know, there's a couple. I'll run through them real quickly. Um, This is the ultimate Narduzzi spot. I mean, if this is Narduzzi to the max, Pat Narduzzi, head coach of Pitt, uh, I can't stand him as a head coach. He loses games that he should win all the time, but he wins games that he's supposed to lose all the damn time. You know, Clemson, when Clemson was number two. Miami, when Miami was number two. They were a three-touchdown underdog at Notre Dame in 20... I think that was 2019, and they lost by five. So Louisville, coming off of this enormous victory against Notre Dame in a great situational spot for the Cardinals, not taking anything away from them, but they caught Notre Dame at a great spot, and they took advantage of it, and they beat them up, uh, and they were the better team. This is that spot where I think, man, they better be ready. You know, I think back to Jeff Brom and when he was the head coach of of, uh, Purdue and they put up that 49-20 win over Ohio State. Uh, I think that was in 20, I think that was 2019, I want to say. The next week they lost to Michigan State. So this is a really weird spot. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. They've made a change at the quarterback position. Uh, so I'm going to take the 7.5 uh, with Pittsburgh here and uh, hold on for dear life. This game, by the way, if you're wondering, uh, it's on the CW. So, you know, watch an episode of Gilmore Girls and then, you know, Pittsburgh-Louisville uh, at 6.30 Eastern. Last one real quickly I'll give you. Um, I don't know. Maybe it feels square. I don't play a ton of totals, but... 
UCLA, Oregon State, to me, kind of screams under. Uh, 54 and a half is the total. It's been moving a little bit. Uh, saw 55 today. It's back down to 54, 54 and a half. Uh, love both of these defenses, even though Oregon State's defense looks a little leaky at times. They should be getting their two starting corners back. Uh, they gave up a ton of points last week, Oregon State against Cal. But Dante Moore, true freshman, big-time recruit. It's going to be really good at UCLA, Matt, I have no doubt. But he, he's going to be prone to making some mistakes. Night game in Corvallis. Uh, Oregon State has lost just one home game over the last three years, and that was a close game against USC last year where they were a six-point dog and I think lost by three or four points. So uh, I'm going to take Beavs Bruins under 54-and-a-half on Saturday night, and hopefully this is a, uh, a slugfest. Two teams who love to run the ball. UCLA is a little bit more up-tempo, um, but hopefully Dante Moore makes a couple mistakes. But hopefully those mistakes aren't pick sixes. Those are brutal if you're going on under. So uh, make mistakes, but don't throw touchdowns to the other team. I am right there with you on uh, Pittsburgh. Um, never a good sign, though, when the starting quarterback all of a sudden is a tight end now. But, hey, he can't be bad at quarterback <laughs> Christian now. Vayu or Vayu? Vayu? Well, I don't know. Something French. Um, offensive line is a little bit banged up, which makes me certainly worried for Pittsburgh. They practiced in pads during their bye week. Classic Narduzzi. I mean, that dude is just... I can't stand him, but uh, hopefully this is the spot that we can trust him and uh, he can he can keep it close against Louisville in, in what is just the all-time letdown spot. All right, uh, let's do one more in the NFL, and uh, I guess we'll talk about the Taylor Heineke Bowl, although Taylor Heineke's <laughs> not playing. Uh, any thoughts on your commanders in Atlanta? Yeah, this is, I mean, it feels like a little bit of a buy-low spot for the commanders going on the road there, sitting two and a half. Seeing a little bit of movement towards Atlanta uh, in this spot. If uh, if folks like teasers, great teaser spot. Uh, you can, you know, push Washington up to eight and a half through the keys of three and seven with a total of 42 and a half. Um, yeah, I... If, if anything, I would look at Washington. Uh, like I said, certainly a teaser uh, would make some sense if you want to pair them with, uh, you know, Houston at home. Uh, you could push them up to eight or something like that. Um, so that would be the way I would look. But if you really want to hold your nose special, anyone want to join me? New England plus three? Am I the only one? No? Plus three, New England, bounce back, all-time buy-low spot for the Patriots. Nobody wants to bet New England this week, so uh, I will take the three with the Patriots when they come to uh, Vegas on Sunday. Make sure to check out his website, VEASAN, uh, primetime, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on the radio, at 1TimMurray on Twitter, and, of course, the podcast as well. You can find it pinned on his Twitter account. Tim, we will talk to you again next week. All right, UNC by two, Matt. If we can uh, agree to that, we're, 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 we're working in a good spot here. Sounds good. <laughs> all right, man, see you. All right, uh, that is uh, Tim Murray. By the way, it feels like it's so weird. We, we haven't mentioned the commanders at all this week, or at least I haven't. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, with the baseball playoffs, we've been focusing a lot on that. And, of course, they played last Thursday, and I kind of said my piece on Friday, and then I said my piece on Monday. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But let's take a timeout. Coming up, uh, Joe Sheehan will join us, talk a little baseball playoffs, get his thoughts on everybody complaining about the format and complaining about this and complaining about that. We'll get Joe's thoughts next, 106.1 ESPN.